0: Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Imperial Beverage Presents Another Round. Today, I'm joined by the fine folks from Gypsy Spirits. And today, we're going to discuss a little bit about their organization, where they came from, what they do, and what's new. So thank you guys so much for joining us today.
1: Hey, yeah, thanks for having us.
0: So let's go ahead and kick it off with just uh, some introductions. Um, you know, your name and how you ended up here.
2: So I'll go first. My name is Michael Kazanowski, 34 years old, living up in Petoskey, Michigan, which is a beautiful place to call home.
1: And I'm uh, Adam Kazanowski, his twin brother. And uh, I call him my little brother. He's five minutes younger. So I pick on him for that. But uh, yeah, you know, born and raised in Michigan, went to college in Michigan State uh, and decided not to use our degrees and go become ski bums and see what was on the other side and you know, now we're here. So it's kind of a cool story how we got here if you're interested. But uh, yeah, hey, you guys
0: ended up in Colorado for a minute, right?
2: Correct. Right. Yeah. So after I graduated from Michigan State in 2012, I was working as a consultant for a little bit. And when my contract was up, I decided just had to, to move out to Breckenridge. Didn't really have any plans. Um, found my first roommates on my way out there on Craigslist, moved in with three girls. They became some of my best friends. It was nice. Then a year later, 2013, my brother met me out there, which was nice because I was desperately out of money and kind of homeless. I was bumming with some guys from Petoskey for uh, the better half of a year and our lease was up. So Adam kind of bailed me out.
0: That's awesome. So what inspired you guys to chase this dream?
1: So I guess, you know, it it, kind of all started that, you know, we needed after our degrees, you know, Mike was pre-med and I was finance. And then I did real estate developing. We're kind of like, we have our degrees, we have a backup plan. We've never really done something that just, you know, go out there, have fun, go live a little bit. And that kind of where it all took off in my essence. Uh, We randomly met a guy in a chairlift who had a a spirit company in Colorado who kind of showed us the ropes. And we really were like, you know, this is fun. This is cool. Um, we could do this. And little did we know, you know, we couldn't get any financing or funding or anything. Uh, but the grace of God, we met these kids out there. Uh, one went to Michigan state, one was from Northern California that were doing music festivals and we decided to jump on board, you know, Catholic school kids growing up, you never went to a music festival at all. And we're like, you know, we can make some money. Uh, we were selling hat pins and t-shirts and leggings. And, um, I guess our, where the gypsy lifestyle came from.
2: Yeah, I guess um, for us, it was a cool opportunity, you know, because it gave us the flexibility to work on getting uh, the Gypsy brand off the ground while not paying for rent because we were literally living in our car or a tent um, and still been able to make money so we could dump that money into, you know, research, development, figuring out all the legality that it takes to open a distillery. Unfortunately, we didn't have a big backing or, you know, bank loans to kind of expedite the process. So it took us three years from thought until we actually had a bottle in hand. That's all right. Love a
0: good story that really encompasses, you know, kind of the dream and then dream achieved. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. So why don't you tell me a little bit about kind of the the history of Gypsy and what what it would be important for folks to know?
2: Um, I think the whole grassroots approach to it, um, you know, when we had the idea, a big thing that we wanted to do was create a premium vodka without the premium price. So we had our buddy in Colorado who was teaching us how to distill. And then one of the things we wanted to focus on was, you know, cutting costs wherever we could to pass those costs down to the consumer level. So initially, like, we want to hit a 19 price point, but give that perceived value of an ultra premium um, vodka brand. So we spent a lot of money doing the design of the bottle, which actually, was a whole nother story because, you know, we met with a design firm. They wanted $10,000 retainer fee and we're like, okay, yeah, that's never going to happen. So my brother and I designed the original bottle. Our mm-hmm. best friend's little sister came up with the artwork and then someone from Michigan state, just for credit, put it into a digital file. Um, so we had sample bottles and we were at a music festival. One of them called bliss Fest, and we gave away some of the sample bottles and this cool little hippie, Chick came up to us. and She's like, I don't want to be rude, but your bottle design kind of sucks. We're like, we know. And she's like, well, I'm a glass girl. Do you mind if I kind of retweak it my own way? So she helped us modify the design a little bit. So it was more user friendly.
0: You um, guys have a super unique bottle design. It, it, it pops when we uh, came to visit you guys. Actually, I was the fellow walking around with the camera. I got a couple <laughs> of shots specifically of the bottles that you have lined up on your shelves in in your building because it, the, the glow, the light, the shape of the bottle, it's all dope. It is so cool.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it's been a lot of different packaging designs. And um, as my brother always says, people buy with their eyes. So we wanted something that would pop out on the shelf and didn't really make it look like a vodka bottle that was on the market.
1: Yeah. No, I wanted it to speak for sure about like, you know, freedom, love adventure, kind of what our brand speaks. We wanted that bottle to portray it. And, you know, I think we did a good job on that. And, you know, that was just the start of everything. And, you know, I want to really emphasize how, you know, with the history and how we ended up in Michigan and Colorado, we always focused on water. of course, being in the Rocky mountains, you you have that mountain spring water. And so when we came to Michigan, um. We always knew of these artesian Springs and it was one of the leading factors why we decided to stay in Petoskey (laughs) because of our water quality. And, you know, we use an artesian spring north of town, which is amazing. And it's just kind of like, you know, a full circle for us, um, you know, being from Michigan, being in Colorado, producing in Colorado, ending up in Petoskey, Michigan, where we used to go skiing. We never, you know, thought we would be here, but you know, it's pretty fun. That is so cool. I love that. Well, and you're able to
0: utilize local resources, right? You're not having to import it from somewhere else. And uh, that's super cool.
2: Um, that's one of the cool things we actually noticed, but being in northern Michigan, because we did look at a couple different areas, you know, when we finally, um, you know, after we had the brand in market for probably just under two years, um, we were able to finally sell off a little piece of it to move our distillery from Colorado And we looked at Lake Tahoe, California, Chicago, Detroit, and we kind of come back to um, Petoskey. And one of the main reasons for us, as my brother said, was the water quality. But also there was a cool sense of community up here between, you know, the other distilleries, the other breweries, everyone was kind of in the same boat, like, Hey, we're going to win. We have to win together. Um, And we didn't really get that vibe anywhere else.
0: That's something that I've, as I've been talking to uh, you know Michigan distilleries and Michigan breweries and wineries, the general vibe is is based around community, right? I, which is just mind boggling, and you don't find that often in you know a, a, an environment where you're dealing with competitors. Mm-hmm. So it's super cool.
2: Yeah, and you know it, it's kind of come full circle. I mean, our still is made by a company that was based in Detroit, and now they're up here in boyne City. And they use our distillery as kind of like their focal point to show up their stills and needless to say if anything goes down, he's a quick 10-minute drive away and he can come fix it real quickly, which is nice. Luckily, we haven't really ran into that issue, knock on wood, but it's still nice to have him in here and bounce ideas off each other and talk about um, the triumphs and the trials of you know being small business owners and being in a seasonal town in a really competitive industry. For sure. As you know, to go more in depth to that about Petoskey, I mean, obviously would have loved to be in Lake Tahoe. You got beautiful lake, awesome mountains, cool vibe. Right out there was just not, it was not in the budget for us. When we say we were grass, like we were really grassroot and did this not with a big budget. So when our first facility that we were distilling in cost us $700 a month and it was pretty much just an old warehouse. And we had our still in there, we had our equipment in there, and then we would have dry storage um, at our buddy's warehouse. And every single morning, rain, snow, shine, whatever, um, we'd grab our pickup trucks, go over there, fill up the beds with all the cases that we were going to bottle that day, drive it over, Mm -hmm. finish production, bottle everything, and get ready to ship it out in our 1,700-square-foot warehouse. (laughs) So... You guys
0: recently released your second batch of whiskey, small batch bourbon whiskey. Can you tell me a little bit about what uh, drove you guys to start doing something with whiskey? Was, is there a story behind that?
2: So actually, my um, uh, background was mostly distilling bourbon. I was down in Kentucky for a while. Um, that's where after I got introduced to the guy in Colorado, I was like, I want to further my knowledge in distilling. So I went down to Kentucky. Um, Went to distilling school down there, and then my brother and I bounced around to other distilleries, like in Wisconsin, called Great Northern. Um, And a lot of people were doing bourbon, and we always wanted to get into it. But as you know, or a lot of people may not know, the upfront cost of making bourbon is a lot. You have to, you know, buy the barrels and be ready to make a commitment to sit on it for at least three years, in my opinion. So. Um, we didn't have a lot of space at our old distillery, and actually, we did have a conference room quote unquote, and we were able to fit about fifteen barrels in there. We were like, okay, let's you know let's we get a let's do this. We filled fifteen barrels, kind of covered them with a sheet, and then moved them over to the new facility but um that's where the first badge came from was that three year um, gypsy whiskey and The name, the Queen Edition, came from the history of my mom. Right before we opened our new distillery at the Equestrian Center, um, she passed away. And she was a big reason that um, we made the move. She was there through all the stress, all the fights, the tears. She was always their biggest cheerleader. And she really wanted to see this place happen. So when she died, we had about a group of 25 friends, family that really just hauled us to get the distillery to a presentable area, not functioning, but just kind of presentable. So we could have a celebration of life there. Um, So when we came out with the first edition, it made sense to call her the queen. Um, Everyone called her the gypsy queen based on her heritage, being our mom and just who she was as a person. I mean, she was really a mother to all. So we felt like this was an appropriate way to honor her with batch number one.
0: Absolutely. Well, and it's, we've tried the batch number one. It was quite tasty. Um, How would you say that batch number two differs from batch number one?
2: Um, It is the same juice, same mesh build, which is 75% corn, um, 21% rye, 6% malted barley.
1: This very limited release. Um, Yeah, I think we're only going to end up with 200 cases.
2: Um, But I will say, The you know, we had our bourbon release party here. We always whenever we release it, we do bourbon and bacon. Uh no rhyme or reason to except why not throw some bacon in there. And um, you know, when you eat in something really fatty, it allows you to taste more of the characteristics of a bourbon. Um, and a lot of the bourbon experts in the area, they were absolutely blown away by this four-year uh batch number two. Um, and I would have to agree. I mean, the three year I thought was really good. Uh, We priced it at a really competitive price point. A lot of Michigan distilleries are charging, you know, six year or $60 for three year. We really like to be that value brand. Like I was talking about, you know, premium spirit without the premium price. So it moved really quickly. We sold out of that real quick. Um, And yeah, batch number two just uh, started being sold December 1st and it's going well, especially up here at our distillery. Um, we're selling dirt pretty quickly. That's like, awesome. We, we got to make it through Christmas time with it, hopefully. <laughs> for sure. So, oh, right, and so we're to dump our last two barrels right now, and that'll be it for batch number two. Wow.
0: Well, I've seen the accounts online that when they get their hands on it, there's a picture. They're posting pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, partially, you've got some really gorgeous art on it, but. They're excited about it.
2: Yep. And so this one um, is called the heart edition. So my mom died from uh, a heart issue that was not known to us or to her. Um, you know, just one day she woke up with chest pains, went to the hospital. We didn't really think much of it until we were battling with my uncle. And he's like, hey, I think it's pretty serious. And um, she ended up, she dissected her aortic valve. That's my science background coming through. Um, and then, yeah, it got pretty serious pretty quickly. She, um, They were going to try to airlift her. And then the team was like, listen, she's not going to make the trip. So we made the call to do the surgery there. She made it out of surgery. Unfortunately, dissected later that night. But she was a fighter. She made it through and um, got out of the hospital. And we pretty much had one week with her. I'm um, thinking everything was all right. And then Sunday morning, just my dad looked over and unfortunately she passed. But um, that's why we call this one the hard, because um, we are partnering up with a hospital chain called Shirley Ryan, where my aunt was just released from. And they have a big aortic division and research division. So we're donating percent of profits per bottle uh, to the hospital. So we're partnering up with that. And I guess that kind of goes with what we try to do as a company is always being community driven, giving back whenever we can. And this felt like a really good time to honor my mom, honor my aunt and, you know, give back to a hospital that saved my aunt's life.
0: Oh, man. Absolutely. That's that's amazing. Is there anything else that you want to talk about regarding the spirits?
2: Yeah, please go out and sell it so we we could be out of it by the end of the year to hit our sales goals. Um, if you're on, but also if you're on any kind of social media, um, like Facebook group page, uh, sharing it there, giving your feedback, honest feedback about it. Um, that's a really good way to let some of the bourbon enthusiasts in the state of Michigan, uh, know about the product. So please post pictures, share it, tell your friends, take it to a party.
1: Yeah. And we honor their feedback as you know, we're, we're constantly producing bourbon now. Um, each batch is a little different. So, you know, tell us what you want and we'll go out and make it you guys have an expected time
0: frame for, is there going to be a batch number three? Or are you thinking you're going to do something different or?
2: We, we have other juice sending in barrels right now. That's a completely different match build that will turn three years old um, on St. Patty's day this year. So that might be the next release. We actually might do get into some uh, barrel picks for that stuff. I know a lot of people keep asking us to do barrel picks. Um, we have a lot to learn about that. So we'd love to get your team's feedback on that, but that might be something that we would do. Not sure. We're going to do it under the same gypsy whiskey name, but you know, there will be a bad history at some point, but not sure. If it will be the next bourbon. We release. That's we super. Kind of
1: some, uh, we got some new products. We're trying to get out there for spring. So try to get those right before we do another bourbon. Yeah. We got some
2: big, Big uh, products coming out in the springtime, so we got a lot of work to do.
0: <laughs> I love that. is there uh any anything that would be not top secret? I don't want to make you guys share any top secret, but anything maybe a teaser any ideas uh, of what to expect
2: so you were talking about the apple pie vodka, obviously that was a collaboration. the first big collaboration we did um with Blake's hard cider company. obviously they're one of the four on the forefront of beverage in the state of Michigan. They have a great team. Um, We have a really good relationship with them. Andrew Blake, who's the, one of the founders of the hard division side. He graduated at Michigan state a year before us, even though we didn't know him there, but his dad and uncle who kind of run the cider division or the real cider, um, they're twins. So there's a lot of similarities there. And I guess they act very similar to how we act with the banter and uh stress and fighting and always making up so it just kind of felt like natural progression to work with them and they were able to give us the amount of cider we needed um before cider season and that was an absolute hit the apple pie vodka actually became the number two uh craft michigan made vodka sold this year which was really cool just for a three-month release we were really excited about that. Did really well in the chains. Your team did an awesome job getting out to the independents and fulfilling orders at the chain level. And yeah, we did over 2,000 cases of that. So we were pretty stoked with that. And I believe Blake's was pretty excited because now we're working on another collaboration with them.
0: Sounds incredibly exciting.
2: Yeah, and this one, this will be a big one. I mean, we're going to be taking one of their... Biggest hard ciders and turning it into a vodka. Um, the opportunity is amazing for us. One, we get to work with the Blake's team again. Two, it gives us some time to do some R and D, which we really like doing. We love creating new products. And three, um, taking this product that they do, which is one of their top sellers throughout the nation, and getting the chance to turn that into a vodka version. I think it's going to just blow people away
0: man I love it. that is so 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 cool um it's cool that you guys are i i know that a, there's a fair amount of Michigan spirits uh that are getting into collaborations um and it's cool that you guys are able to make that work for you and uh, obviously the people loved it and in your uh in your tasting room, you guys have got some killer concoctions that you can build with it um the uh that apple pie mule uh just mint just delicious thank you. Yeah, we're uh,
2: lucky that we have, a, we have a good mixology team up here and, and they always try to get us to try new things and we're kind of boring. We're like, oh, we'll just drink a vodka water or a vodka rocks.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and that's super cool. Uh, so is there anything else that you think makes sense for a salesperson to know regarding your, your vodka or um, your bourbon or... Anything else that you guys work with?
1: Um, Just I think, you know, the whole brand itself just kind of speaks differently than everything you see in the market. Um, You know, people want to see and act kind of like how the brand is and that's what we build our brand around who we are as people. Um, and that is like, we are the first people to call you when something happens. Uh, we love talking. We love being there for people. Uh, that's part of the love of our brand. But the other thing is, you know, we're, we're encouragers. We want you to go out there and, you know, even though you're working and your guys are doing sales and stuff, you know, take that day off, have fun, <laughs> you know, do stuff for yourself. Life's so short. Um, we de- You deserve every moment. Um, yeah, working's is important and being there. But at the end of the day, you know, make memories, make moments count. Uh, and we always say just slow down and enjoy. Even if you're in a car with windshield time, just enjoy that drive. Somehow make it enjoyable and be appreciative.
2: Um, and I'll get more into sales aspect of that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, so when you're pushing the vodka, which is obviously something we're extremely passionate about, um, you know, Right now, I think Michigan vodka's maybe have combined total of
1: 1%, one,
2: not even 1% of the Michigan share of vodka or the share of total vodka sales in Michigan. Um, if you're going into an on premise account, and I don't want to say target Tito's because obviously they're a different beast, but educate them that you there's a lot of good Michigan spirits out there. Gypsy vodka um, is actually cheaper on premise than a liter of Tito's. Tito's just took a price hike. Um, we, made our price point on a leader, you know, around $20 to the account. So if they're going to be pouring our stuff over Tito's and say, you know, Tito's is going to be already a call, but it's on the menu. That account can make more money serving a Michigan made product than serving a mass produced Texas product.
1: And it's trendy right now. Supporting Michigan should be the on-premise and off-premise goal this year. I think, you know, as as we're seeing, like, you know, we all support each other and Michigan should support Michigan. And we're we're seeing that a little more
2: and more. And then in terms of gin, I mean, so we, lately we've been, a lot of people have been coming, asking us about the Michigan spirits industry. And one of the things that we like to tell people is, I think Michigan gin is some of the best in the world. I mean, whether that's coming from Iron Fish, Long Road, Detroit City, there's a lot of awesome Michigan distilleries out there. And it's so cool to be with Imperial that has an arsenal of all these things. Go ahead and pitch Michigan. I mean, I think accounts really want to support, get behind Michigan. Um, We haven't really seen it take off like we did with craft beer, but hopefully 2024, things will start making that shift. And in your bag, I mean, you could have, you know, in my opinion, the best vodka in the world for the price point. You could have some of the best gins. Obviously, you're going to have some good bourbons in there as well. But you also got some Good Michigan based wine and beer. I mean, you can create a whole cocktail menu and a whole program around Michigan spirits. And maybe it's not their main one, but just a little, you know, menu or placement or card where it's, hey, this is our Michigan made section. People will tend to go towards that. Michigan's one of the weird states like Colorado and Texas where they wear the flag on their shirt. They want to support local. So now it's getting the localness in front of the consumer.
0: Michigan folks are passionate about Michigan all day long. That's like...
1: Here, Michigan.
0: A <laughs> um, couple of final questions. Uh, point of sale. You know, Imperial has their in, you know internal point of sale team. What kind of point of sale do you like to see for... Gypsy, what what do you what kind of stuff do you like to see? Is it shelf talkers? Is it window clings? Is it Cora boards? What is it that you guys like to see in the market?
2: Honestly, I like seeing, I like a- yeah, just I like seeing anything, but um, anything at the consumer level, on premise or off premise. Like if it's a poster when you're walking in, if it's a window cling. um You know, we did a good job with our graphic designer in your POS department. We have an arsenal of things in there that you can look up. Please just print it out. If someone's going to bring it in, um, that's one of the best things about Imperial. Give them something to hang with it so the consumer knows it's there. When you're talking on-premise, um, you know, tents. I know some accounts don't like to see table tents; They don't want to see them on their tables, but there are a lot of accounts that do, and people will definitely pick it up. And if there's a specialty cocktail on that, I think you're going to be able to see some good traction. Um, uh, we also print menus on wood. Yeah, the bamboo menus, which we're a little disappointed haven't taken off more. But your sales team, you guys should know about them. If you don't, we'll get you a sample of them. Um, This is a really good way to do Michigan Spirits. Or if you need help, get it in order. We'll pay for the menus as long as we have some of our cocktails on there. And we know the accounts that they do go into. Um, Their customers love them. They love them because they don't have to keep printing paper menus. They're clean, easy to wipe off. They don't blow away. And it's something that's extremely different. For a lot of these places, it's one of the things Tito's has been trying to. Do. Oh, we'll throw you on menus if you guys print the menus. We're like, no, we're not giving up that contact.
0: I love it. I love it so much. Uh, and then shelf placement. Um, where do you want to see Gypsy? I when you walk into that party store, when you walk into, you know, a chain account, what whatever the situation may be. Where where would you go to find it
2: hopefully, in an yeah, ideal I, world? Hopefully we'll see it in someone's bag. <laughs> uh, in <the> <laughs> but um, no, uh, eye level. Um, if there's a Michigan section, we'd love to see it in the Michigan section. And I, I hate to say Tito's again, but um, you know, if it's in the Michigan section, then also right next to Tito's, it usually gets placed there or kettle because of the price point. But they always have prime placement. So put it right right behind them, front and center, right where you could see it. Um, if it is a store like Total Wine, where people can actually go grab their own bottles, uh, definitely not on the bottom shelf where we've seen it before. It's just people don't look down there. And people want something easily accessible. And Total Wine does a really good job that way because their sales staff is actually extremely knowledgeable on pretty much everything they have in the store, which to me is mind-boggling because they got so much. But... Um, you want it to be easily seen
0: all day every day that's fantastic
2: sure. yeah we are coming out with a new uh, clean cocktail in April it's going to be a strawberry kiwi one so keep an eye out for that as well as a gypsy gin which will be a strawberry rhubarb style of gin so but um, outside of that yeah, as my brother was saying it's just um, s- super grateful for the opportunity to sit down with you and tell our story Um, hopefully you guys listen if you have any questions please don't hesitate to reach out if there's an event or anything that you want gypsy to be part of um, we would love to do that i know michael baddock the new spirits rap he just had us down at a christmas tree lighting thing and and stuff like that being in the markets so we're not forgotten and you know being at the forefront of being willing to do whatever it takes to kind of earn the customer support earn your guys' support. Um, We want to be that brand that can deliver for you guys because you guys are out there busting your ass to deliver for us.
0: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you joining us today. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity uh, to talk to both you guys. And thank you for listening to Imperial Beverage Presents Another Round. Until next time,
2: cheers. Cheers. Thank you. (laughs)